Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. This is a two-part episode with the Youth Sport Trust. First, we'll speak with Natalie, the brand manager of the Youth Sport Trust, who tells us about the organization in general and its interaction with businesses. Next, we ask Sarah about Youth Sport Direct, the innovative product development arm of the group. Check out our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com, for links and images, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at SportsTechPod. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. My name is Mike and today I'm here with Henry. Hello. And today we have two guests, Natalie. Hello. And Sarah. Hello. From Sport Trust and Sport Direct. So they're going to tell us a little bit about what they do today. So maybe we'll just start with Natalie and um, introduce yourself and say a little bit about what you're working on. Hi, I'm Natalie Hammond. I'm brand manager at the Sport Trust. The Sport Trust essentially is a charity um, who has a mission around giving all young people the chance to be the best they can be through PN Sport. Uh, we do a variety of things to achieve this and we've been established since 1994. With respect to the impact of our work between 2004 and 2010, uh, the U Trust did help increase the number of young people participating in at least two hours of physical activity and sport a week from 1.8 million to 6.5 million. So it's a fairly significant impact nationally. Yeah, and in the last sort of 12 months, we've worked with young ambassador programs that's inspired hundreds of young people to promote the Olympic and Paralympic values, as well as the Step Into Sport program that's created hundreds of young sporting role models nationally as well, so giving them that leadership pathway and sort of lifetime um, support through sport, really. We do a variety of things to achieve this, um, as I say, through programs, through camps, through national agendas. We work with government and Sports England to deliver on the school games um, agendas. We also work with the Department for Health on the Change for Life clubs. There's a whole host of, of things that go into our work and our portfolio. So it's a pretty big organization, and you've explained a little bit about kind of the primary focus. Is um, Are there a couple key things you're working on at the moment? We have three areas of priority as an organisation. Uh, the first one is Sporting Start, so that is giving every young person in a primary school setting the best chance in life through PE and sport. Sporting Chance, which is giving everybody um, an a- the access to high quality PE and sport experience, so it's very much focused on inclusion for special education needs and disabilities. And Sporting Best, that is giving everybody the option to the opportunity to be the best they can be through PN Sport, but most importantly, that's not just about competing. It's not just about being able to run the 100 metres the fastest. It could be through technology. It could be learning through sport. It could, it could be leadership. It could be anything that sport provides for a young person with the disciplines. Do these programmes focus on a, a curriculum or equipment, or how are you aiming practically to, to make changes in the PE programme? variety of ways. So um, we work with equipment so that we provide equipment bags and resources to help teachers on delivering initiatives so that it, it does provide targeted results but also support as a lot of teachers sometimes um, teachers can find it quite difficult to engage with the different types of young people so it's, it's about helping them building their confidence and their skill set to be able to do it. In addition, we um, also do CPD sessions with teachers over and above that which is about training them. Uh, we also have um, programs of leadership and volunteering, which is very much a camp. So we do a national talent orientation camp here on Loughborough University campus mm-hmm. um, in the in the UK, and that is children, young people who are going to be sort of elite level athletes, really putting them through the paces of what it's like. So they might eat 
Romanian food for a day and they'll be up at five o'clock in the morning and training until they're, they're dropping and then and then they're going and, and going through life skills as well so one of the things we do there is they'll go into the auditorium and they'll find water bottles on their seats do they drink the water potentially yes but if you were going to be in the Olympics and somebody had just handed you a drink of water but you didn't know who it was from potentially it could be spiked and your career's over so it's really about that whole rounded experience oh, wow. In terms of curriculum, we learn we do learning through curriculum, so we have various um, opportunities, and that's one of the key things really because not everybody is going to be participating in sport. Not everybody enjoys that, whereas actually they could learn through sport. So whether it's you're a football fan and you learn maths better by learning the football league table or whether it is doing science and sports technology by using fitness equipment and ICT to be able to really execute that. It's the whole rounded experience that absolutely everybody, regardless of their skill set, regardless of their origin or, or any of that, they all have the opportunity to be what they can be through mm -hmm. sport. Do you have any idea of how many students and schools are involved? Um, Every, every child in, in a school environment has access to okay. uh, peer and sport experience. In terms of our work, um, we, ha we work with a variety of schools um, across the country. Everybody has access to what we do and we sell the resources through Usport Direct as well as providing additional support through our programmes which is funded by our corporate sponsors so people can apply to be involved in that. In addition, the U-Sport Trust have a membership, so any school can join the U-Sport Trust, of which they receive a series of benefits, which could be access to our conferences and exhibitions, it could be CPD, it could be innovation, research and development, so helping them with targeted areas. But they have, to join that membership, really made a commitment that PE is going to be sort of a focus for them and a catalyst to raise learning and attainment across the whole schools. But in regards to how many young people, I think one of the areas that probably gives that quantitative data would be National School Sport Week, which is um, sponsored by Lloyd's TSB. And that's a week-long programme that engages over 12,000 schools and 4 million young people in one week. So that's, that's one aspect of, of a lot of our work. Mm -hmm. So one part of the, the Youth Sport Trust is interaction with business, so kind of getting them involved and helping kind of um, support these programs. Um, one of them is the Business, Business Honors Club. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. The Business Honors Club was established as a means of working with innovative businesses who are in the sport, education and health sector to be able to help us to achieve our mission. We do work with corporate sponsors, as I said, Lloyd's TSB being one of them and, and there's, a, there's a whole host of other ones which sponsor our programmes. But really when it's coming to the innovative sports related businesses, they may have an offer that is unique in the marketplace that is going to help target whether key stage four girls or they might have a, an inter-school competition that is going to help with driving participation and engagement or a pathway through that. So the Business Honours Club was developed as a, a membership scheme for these businesses where they can receive a variety of benefits including use of our logo, um, access to opportunities to promote their organisations, so whether that's at exhibitions um, or through case studies and on our website. In addition, we work with them for research, innovation and development projects, so we'll actively work with some schools and different people, communities, where we're looking at what are the needs in the sporting environment or in that school and how do we bridge that gap and, and take it further. So we very much work with Usport Direct to be able to sort of move that into a tangible solution. 
In addition to that, um, we provide them with support as businesses as well. So we do business to business events, um, seminars with different um, context around them, whether it's national strategies. We have one next week and it's um, focused on the London 2012 Olympic and Paralympic Games. So we have people such as Tim Hollingsworth, who's the chief executive of the British Paralympic Association talking to them about what it means but most importantly what it means commercially if we can help them grow then obviously ultimately the P and sport experience for the next generation is going to be as good as what it has been for the people of this generation. So as part of that um, do you guys kind of uh, if a a large business like Lloyd's comes um, do they come to you with a direct plan in mind or do you kind of help them shape their strategy in terms of working with schools or working with different programs or other companies? Absolutely. We we work on an individual basis with everybody. So, I mean, in terms of a corporate sponsor and a program sponsor, we do have sponsorship opportunities out there, which we have identified needs through research and impact and, and things that we've done in the past so that so we'll have something there prescriptive should they want to look at an area. But I think one of the most important things and the reason the Business Honours Club um, does what it does is it's about the working together part of it. So to explain, we've worked with PGL, who are a residential um, outdoor pursuits company who offer a variety of residential experiences to develop the Aspirations Camp, which is around PE change, so giving every young person a student voice. So they're the ones in school who are changing the PE and sport experience. So that was very much focused on going to their sites, team building, working through their apparatus, whether it's a zip wire, facing their fears, but focusing on the Olympic and Paralympic values within that as well. The reason we did that was because um, PGL really wanted to focus on the PE and the curriculum, but also be part of a movement and a change. And so the two kind of came hand in hand. In addition, I mean, the, the business, there's a, couple, there's a few tiers within the Business Honours Club, so you could just access a series of benefits as a business member, which you can use as little or as large of them as, as you want, and the impact nationally could be huge. I mean, we, we market to every single school that's out there, whether it's a primary school, a special school, an independent school, a secondary school, higher education um, institute. We, we target them areas with businesses, with our stamp of integrity. Um, but in addition to that, we, can, we do look on the partnership level as something bespoke. We do have conference sponsors, so people want their branding and the awareness across the key areas. But as I said, similar to PGL, we work with a whole variety of different size businesses. We worked with one organisation last year to try and find a means to support special education needs with their development through sport. So what we did was we used wristbands and it was about attending a lunchtime club because the obesity levels within the school were particularly high. So what we found was the young people in a school um, very much sort of thudded their chest is the best way about their logo of their their school. They were really proud to be part of it. So by giving them wristbands when they've attended week after week and a passport with stamps that they've been gave them that same sort of level of commitment and excitement about being part of something like in the school environment. So it, it really does does depend on on what a business wants and what we can do. As I say, it could be marketing, it could be development, it could be research, it could be anything. The opportunities are endless and we've got a whole host of different examples. I guess when it started around 1994 till now, it's been a large increase in in sort of the stationary activities of youth with with, um, those those new electronic games and all that. Has, Has that been increasing? Is that something that's monitoring? Is is that one of the motivations for for working 
I guess, extra hard to, to improve the physical education of the kids? I think this is a, a, a really um, debatable subject, really, in mm. terms of computer games. And it's a really interesting one and one that we look into um, quite closely. Um, ultimately, children now are becoming less um, mobile, if you were to look at statistics. Um, but their body mass index would be the same as 50 years prior, but their actual strength... Mm is actually reducing, probably because they're not lifting trees or, or anything that they, <laughs> they did 50 years ago. But in terms of... Um, <coughs> sorry, trees was a... In terms of computer games, we, we actually... I mean, we've worked with software companies before, and mm -hmm. there are things such as the Wii out there which are getting you physically active so it's kind of changing the mindset but ironically we were um, doing some research we're looking to work with an organization at the moment which is about sort of learning through IT and, and taking game gaming to another level and one of the things we actually looked at is that 88% of the young people actually want to be outside playing whereas a lot of the time it's actually the parents who want to keep them inside because they mm. want to know where they are they want to know that they're safe in their, in, the, in their own home so, I mean, we're not averse to it because you can learn through it, but ultimately there is nothing better for a young person to be out there getting active and, and getting involved because, uh, like we all know through sport, it's team building, it's social development, it's interaction, it's confidence, it's mm. all of them things that, that actually getting out there and, and doing it does, which potentially are playing with a fictional character on the, the screen may not do that well. May not, yeah. Um, also, earlier on you mentioned... Um, using physical education and sport to teach um, non-active subjects like, like maths or, or, or physics. Is, there, um, is that a, a big push or is there, is there a lot of, of work going on in that and developing sort of a perhaps a physics-based curriculum uh, with um, practical examples in, in football, for example? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an ongoing thing. We have various teams internally in the Usport Trust, and, and one of the teams is a sport directorate, so they're very much focused on getting people active, competition, taking part, but then you have an education directorate of equal size who is learning through PE. So they are the ones who are taking the components of it and putting it into the core curriculum and developing things. So we work with Bupa on a, a literacy programme. We have resources that are designed and developed with Usport Trust and Usport Direct and available for sale. One of them being the language of sport so you know you can literally learn in a different language through sports many young people go over to Italy and, and will do football coaching or Camp America or all the different things that there are so they are sort of already working through that we are working through the Business Honours Club with a fitness provider at the moment to develop a suite of curriculum-based lesson plans so if you were to look at um, fitness equipment as an example and a treadmill um, you know what you can take from that is actually maths you've got English you've got ICT you've got PSHE um, you can move into languages as well by flicking a switch and going into a different language mm -hmm. but most importantly moving that treadmill or the cycle the bike to the back of a science lab could improve the development of curriculum in there there is a lot of evidence and a lot of case studies that we have that can be seen on our website that actually show this as quantitative data that it has been seen to improve results and I think it's really important because, as I said earlier, not everybody is going to be taking part in activity, but it doesn't necessarily mean you don't like sport. I mean, the Formula One team, they're going to be very much focused on engineering, sports science, um, technology, 
maybe, I'm not saying all of them, but maybe they, they weren't the ones who were winning the races in school or taking part in every sports club. So there's, there's so many opportunities for every different kind of person. So can you give us an example of if a, com- a business or a company wants to get involved with, um, with the charity, how do they go about that? Maybe use an example from someone that you're already involved with. Okay, well, um, unfortunately, it's not just open to everyone. Because what we do, um, we we really, obviously, we champion our mission. And there there is a lot of potential out there, but there's also a lot of things that that we need to keep our integrity over. So in order to get involved, there is an application process. Uh, It's a very rigorous application process that we go through. And we meet with everybody who's going to be involved, um, regardless of the level. And we would... um, sort of talk them through the opportunities and also get to know their company a bit more. It's not a formal interview in terms of yes or no, but we need to understand them and they need to understand us because it's, it's, a, a tru- it's in its truest sense about working together. So the more we know about each other, the more we're going to be able to identify gaps or potential areas of opportunity moving forwards. So the application can be found on the website. And as I say, there's different levels of engagement. So we work with a friend um, it's sort of the lower level and they are the real innovative organizations the ones that are the real little gems that potentially could be the next big thing but or they could just help a percentage of society but they're probably younger than 18 months so therefore they haven't got the evidence to be able to showcase to the world that what they've done is fantastic so Mm -hmm. at this moment in time there's some development work and some nurturing and we embrace them work with them on that level so that they start to understand the sector develop it and sort of maximize it as this we have the business member tier as well which is a whole host of benefits from promotion marketing to supporting business networking research innovation and development with key personnel as well so that's that's a very popular route for people and then we have a business partner level and the business partner level is as long as a piece of string we have some people working with us for extra marketing we have others where we're doing national campaigns and developing programs around what it is that they want to achieve commercially and essentially this framework is about a return on investment for them organisations as well so it's it's doing it through a route that we're all passionate about but there is an, an end result we want to impact more people and they want to make more money and we've had a lot of success in that actually working and you can see through our website in different areas some statements from businesses that we've worked with but they've actually gone to be the leading suppliers in the UK and as I say it's a whole variety of size and scope and shape and everything of the businesses. So we'll post all the links to all the, the information on the website, but is there anything new that you guys want to highlight? Um, I think the um, new things that we're doing next year are really exciting in the sense of the developments within the Business Honours Club. So we, we've recognised that it's been a challenging year for um, schools and the economy with funding um, not being reinvented anymore and in the head teacher having a lot more autonomy so what we're we're looking to do is really really focus on the business support so a lot more seminars to help people understand a lot more positioning with key personnel and a lot more championing of our work together so we do a lot of it with a lot of success to date but really it's taking that to another level and really working together for the future okay great perfect so for part two of this week's episode we're going to talk with Sarah now and talk a little bit about eSports Direct, right? So um, do you want to just say a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Sarah Collinson and I head up all the marketing initiatives and activities within eSport Direct. So can you give us a little bit of history on the eSport Direct? Yeah, um, eSport Direct has been around for about 15 years, um, supporting the work of the eSport Trust in a number of different ways. 
um, primarily through the production of industry-leading educational resources, so physical resource cards and workbooks, CDs that go into schools to aid the delivery of high-quality PE. Um, Through then, it's grown over the years from supplying big programmes, such as our TOPS programme, which was the first big initiative that the Youth Sport Trust ran, which was a programme aimed at primary school teachers to aid them with equipment packages so they could cover teaching a whole range of peer equipment with everything that they would need in one big bag. And that was then supported with training as well as resource materials so that teachers would know how to kind of start structuring lessons to deliver high-quality PE. So companies that, um, that work with you work to create these packages that are yeah, then delivered? Yeah, okay. Sport Trust would be developing the content and how it's actually going to be delivered and implemented, and Sport Direct would be helping project manage and actually producing the physical um, okay. resource material as well as sourcing any equipment that would be required. So, for example, it would be sourcing a selection of different balls, so rugby balls, footballs, tennis, badminton, so everything that a kind of primary school would need to deliver a number of different engaging PE lessons. So from there it then grew and New Sport Direct was helping to supply um, t-shirts, DVDs, um, websites to support the Youth Sport Trust's um, programmes. And then about four or five years ago we actually started to get demand from within the school sport network who had been on training courses as part of the Youth Sport Trust programme to ask how they could get hold of more resources. So what we then did is set up an online shop to enable teachers to access more of these industry-leading resources so they could go on and buy more resource cards and actually then distribute that to a number of different schools they're working with. So anything that was able to be sort of allowed wider access after it had been part of a targeted programme, Youth Sport Direct could then sell that into the wider schools and community market. Okay, can you give us an example of some of the products or um, resources you guys have been working on? Um, yeah, um, the TOPS program, like I talked about before, we do a whole mm-hmm. range. The TOPS program is around some of the key um, fundamentals of PE in primary lesson schools. Yep. So you've got top dance, gymnastics, okay. um, sports ability, so it's all around invasion, net and wall games. So we'll be physically producing the resource cards. Um, Youth Sport Trust works with the Department for Health. Um, we've just launched the primary change for life clubs so you sport trust will be developing all of the resource material from posters through to resource cards that will be then delivered um, as well as sourcing the equipment that's then going to be delivered into the schools okay so what would appear on a resource card um anything from kind of illustrations so drawings demonstrating kind of the actions of what children should be doing to enable the teacher to visualize it um illustrations are used a lot of primary but then as they get into secondary they use a lot of kind of more animation so kind of more computer graphics um dvds with children being interviewed Mm -hmm. um we commission quite a lot of interactive dvds actually showing examples now of how to structure the PE lesson okay so it gives like maybe a a teacher or someone might not be as familiar with the sport but with these resource cards you can it gives it more access to the student if they're learning from other kids and like they see yeah demonstrations yeah and within a lot of our resource materials you will find um, section of the resource that's actually aimed at the young people so it will encourage the young people so there'll be a card in there that you could pass to the young leaders so they could then actually run a session as well so they'll have the card and all the information so they kind of take ownership so of the can, lesson absolutely okay, yeah great. so they can do that so. so they kind of get more buy-in from the the rest of the students yeah. and it's not always the teacher kind of instructing them yeah okay, you got to do this so it's kind of a nice probably a nice um, part of the day when they get to take yeah. take the lead rather than just listening to someone all day yeah no so. definitely so. 
that's kind of a flavor of the kind of educational resources. You guys started out working with schools yep. and now you guys have your own innovation arm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, about two years ago, we engaged with Loughborough University um, in the UK and their spin-out company Progressive, who are leading in sports technologies and developing innovative product. So we worked with them to come up with a range of innovative sports equipment products fit for the young person's market. So we've got two products that we're just about to launch um, that we've been working on for two years called the Tri-Bat, which is a three-sided, um, based on a cricket bat to aid skill development. So it's got three different sides, a larger side for sort of easier skill development, a medium size and a smaller size that you can help um, that progression in learning and aiding batting skills. So this would be something that would go into schools, kind of like the, yeah. the resource guides? Yeah, like it's a kind of our own, what we've always wanted to do is as well as providing the innovative leading equipment and um, resources, mm -hmm. is actually design and develop our own innovative range of products as well. And yeah. um, so by working with Progressive, we've been able to do that, take it right from the conceptual drawing at the beginning through to testing in schools and then we'll be putting that into equipment packages, which will go into schools, as well as then widening that and opening that up for resale in the wider community okay. market and to parents at home. Uh, one of our remits was to try and engage parents through the same mission and ethos of the eSport Trust and kind of providing innovative solutions to get families active. So I guess a big part of the benefit that you add to a company like Progressive is you give them kind of the access to the school so they can try out new iterations of their products yeah. and stuff like that, right? Yeah, no, definitely. We work really um, in close partnerships so that we can kind of use their kind of conceptual design and it's we know it's then accurately tested and we can then test within a school environment and kind of have a look at what the young people actually need. So we'll be working with the schools and we'll find out is there a product gap in the market? So rather than just a football or something else, is there something different that will aid a rounded um points of development um, we've also got a product called the throw all um, which is three different throwing sports in one product so it's based on the javelin the shot and the hammer as well as a few other innovative games children can is play it, is it blue I it's blue it. and okay. red and yeah. white so <laughs> right. yeah that's just about to launch at the end of november um, and that again will go into schools packages um, we've also worked so we work with progressive to develop it um, so they designed the concept with us we then tested it um, we worked with UK Athletics, um, the national governing body for athletics in the UK, and they've endorsed it. So they've had it tested with coaches and young people. So we're trying to take a product that can kind of fit our ethos of kind of engaging all young people, whether they're at school, in the sports club, or even when they're at home. So there'll be different ways that you can access this product. Um, and the idea is that kids just have fun and are starting to learn the different techniques involved in throwing. So there's different skills needed to throw a javelin than there is to throwing a hammer. So it's kind of been a cool, fun product. Are you guys looking to engage with more companies or do you guys have more ideas to kind of um, bridge this gap in the market? Yeah, no, we, um, one of our key areas is to work in partnerships. So we work with a lot of third party businesses who already have an innovative product out there on the okay. marketplace. So we offer them an additional route to market via our website. A lot of that we offer initially to the Business Honor Club members as part of our partnership with Esport Trust. So if they want to use our kind of web shop window, um, we can offer that. Um, and then as well, we actually promote our services out to businesses. So we will kind of promote our research and development um, our kind of route to market. If people have got a resource out there that they're looking to sell and they want to come to us to have a look at either improving it, extending it, or even just reviewing it. Um, a bit like the Business Honours Club, we're kind of quite open to different ways of engaging with all kinds of businesses, sort of large and small. 
Okay, so that's a, like a good opportunity for entrepreneurs to, to kind of get access to a lot of excellent information about the, the industry and, and yeah, route to market, as you said. Yeah, no, definitely. We're always keen to seek and work with people who have got innovation and a bit like you sport trust we want to work with people who share the passion for sport and getting young people not just in a school setting but in a family setting um, fit active and healthy can you just walk us through if uh, if someone has an idea or a small company has an idea and they want to work with you how does that process work um, they kind of can come in all different forms really they can either contact us through our website um, give us a phone call and just talk to us about the business um, sometimes people will have been to um, a U-Sport Trust event um, and they'll see something going on and want to get involved. Um, really, there's a whole range of um, methods of contacting us. Um, we initially usually um, talk to them about their initial needs to find out whether, if they're a larger organisation and looking for marketing, then we'll offer them the Business Honours Club as an initial route so they can kind of have a look at that first of all. And then if they're a smaller company, um, there's the Friends tier where we can sign people up to become a friend of ours. And what that does, that allows them to have a development meeting with us. So we'll have a meeting just to discuss kind of their options um, and then start looking at whether it's a simple um, third party product supply, whether it's a product innovation where we need to look to engage another party to help develop a concept further um, or look at the resource materials and how they fit it into schools. And this is kind of always ongoing. There's not like certain cycles like this time of year or... Yeah, no, it's always ongoing. So it's whenever a business comes and has an idea, we're happy to talk to people. Okay. Is um, this is the first time I've kind of heard of an organization like this in, in yeah. these two two parts. Uh, are you aware of any other similar bodies in other countries, or, or are there any any are you aware of any aspirations to branch out to to away from or not away from sure. England, but but beyond England? Yeah. No, I think there are um, a few similar type of setup sport companies. Mm-hmm. in other countries but nothing probably exactly the same but we do extensive. yeah we do actively you know want to be able to help and give access to as many people as possible so within you sport direct we do have people from overseas who purchase resources oh, yeah, um, Sport trust has got an international inspirations program that the charity arm runs so some of the resources are heard about through there and they can actually you know our, our resources aren't limited to people in the uk if people want to come on the website Mm-hmm. see the resources and think that will fit and they can adapt it into their own country's curriculum or community setting then we're more than happy for people to do that are there any um, governing bodies that you guys have worked with um yeah we've actually just recently um, developed a partnership with uh, the england hockey board uh, whereby you sport direct are now the exclusive supplier of their primary and secondary um, hockey packages the primary package is called quick sticks um, so we provide the equipment package of hockey sticks and balls and resource cards into schools and clubs and we've also we're just about to launch the into hockey um, program which is their secondary um, club program which enables schools with all the resources and equipment to deliver high quality hockey lessons so we're working on a really close partnership with them um, they've also in England Hockey have just launched um, an adult initiative called Rush Hockey which is about getting adults who perhaps once played hockey when they were kids or a few years ago got involved in it and for one reason or another have been busy with work or having families and now want to get back into it so they've got a new exciting concept called Rush Hockey where again we supply the equipment into the organisations that are part of their um, club development in that area okay. Is there anything new that you guys are kind of working on or if there's something um, um, 
we'll put the websites on and everything. Um, if uh, entrepreneur or someone wants to get involved with you guys, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Um, I think probably one of the things I'm not sure if I've mentioned, but um, really important is that all of the profits that we make within U Sport Direct okay. are all really invested into future U Sport initiatives. So everything that we make then goes back into developing um, futures for young people. Um, we've got a number of different initiatives that are ongoing at the moment. Um, another area which is slightly different and takes us away from the core of resource development and equipment is our training buddy concept, which is something we also developed with Progressive, um, which is an outdoor gym. Um, but it's been designed specifically for the outdoor area. So rather than a treadmill being taken outside, it's actually they're designed in like a shape of people. So they actually are your training buddy aids. Um, so there's eight different stations um, that have all been designed um, technically accurately to mimic the style of design, whether that be a squat, a pull-up, or anything like that. Um, what we've now done with Progressive, they've kind of again designed the concept that's in Loughborough University, and we're now taking that out to market into schools, so secondary schools in the UK, um, as well as community organisations and corporate companies. So uh, yeah, that's, that's quite cool. I've seen it. It's, it's right across the street from us yeah. here. I've, I've used a few of them. Yeah, so and a lot of people in, fun. A lot nice. of people in the university now use it on part of their kind of running tracks or the lunchtime running group use it. And even the local community now kind of run off the main track to come and actually use it. So mm -hmm. it's kind of giving people the kind of permission to train outdoors and know the different types of exercises and warm-ups that you can do. Um, so that's something that we're kind of looking to push over the next sort of three to six months to let more people be access and that's in the UK and internationally as well. Okay, great. So um, as we kind of wrap up, do you guys just want to go over the websites again and um, if we can, um, Twitter feeds and stuff like that, that people can learn more? Yeah, no, Usport um, Direct is www.usportdirect.org. Um, there is also a Training Buddies website if you want to find out more about Training Buddies, which is www.training-buddies.co.uk. Great, great. And on Twitter? Um, Twitter is YS Direct. We also have a Facebook page for Usport Direct, which is Sporting Me by Usport Direct, which Sporting Me, just to throw this one in as well, is, is a blog for the community. So whether you're a parent, a person, or a womble, like it says on the introduction page, um, you know, it's for anybody to help everybody get active and, and stuff. And that is www.sportingme.org. And as I say, Facebook as well is Sporting Me. There's um, also LinkedIn accounts for Usport Direct and the Business Honours Club. And uh, also on Twitter, there is a Sporting Me feed as well. So there's a whole host of different things. So the simplest way is to go onto our website and you can see them all listed. Awesome, great. great. I think Thank that, you. Yeah, thanks again for coming in. Perfect. Really gives the audience kind of a, a flavor if people want to get involved with, uh, with Usport Direct or Usport Trust. I think that's a pretty cool opportunity. And that's great. Thank you for having us. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. All right, that concludes this episode. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. You can find links to the Youth Sport Trust and Youth Sport Direct on our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com. And remember to follow us on Twitter at SportsTechPod. Bye.